Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Coleman. Today, we are joined by Stephanie Waddell, owner and CEO of Swell Virtual Assistants. Swell Virtual Assistants provides administrative, communication, and marketing services for small businesses, nonprofit organizations, and entrepreneurs. A virtual assistant provides business services on a contract, remote basis. By working with a virtual assistant, your company gains access to increased resources when hiring a full or part-time employee is not feasible. Hey, Stephanie. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm peachy keen. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start? Why don't we jump in just by having you share a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, Well, as you already said, I'm Stephanie Waddell, and I am the owner and CEO of Swell Virtual Assistance. I uh, have over a decade of nonprofit leadership experience, including almost four years as an executive director. And I started Swell Virtual Assistance because I am passionate about helping small business owners. Okay. So, well then, Stephanie, why don't we just jump into it? Because my first question here is, you know, we explained in the intro a little bit about what a virtual assistant does. And I think at least for me, this wasn't actually a profession I was very familiar with before I met you and heard more about what you do. I think it's something I've heard more of since lockdown with COVID. So I'm curious, can you provide some more clarification on what a virtual assistant is, you know, Like I said, it seems to be something that's become more popular since COVID. But my first thought when I heard about it was it sounded like a temp position that Mm. I might have gotten from a temp agency I worked with. So I'm curious from your side of things, how you, to me, a layman would explain a virtual assistant and then also what made you want to pursue this. Yeah. Yeah. So a virtual assistant is a professional who works on a remote contract basis. So a virtual assistant has a myriad of skills that can be a great solution for an employer when they can't hire someone either on a full or part-time basis. And a virtual assistant differs from a temp employee in that we are not employees. So someone who hires a virtual assistant is not going to be responsible for payroll taxes, for benefits, even on a temporary basis. We are independent contractors, so we take care of all of that ourselves. You're totally self-employed. Yes, exactly. So I, you know, choose who I work with. I choose who I get to take on as a client. I set my own schedule. The responsibilities of my position are agreed upon between me and the client that I am working for. All of that is different from a temp position. Right. Then to answer the question of why I wanted to go into this profession, I knew nearly three years ago uh, in the depths of the pandemic that I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know what what it would be. So fast forward two years, I was let go in the summer of 2020 from a nonprofit job. And that was really the impetus for me to start a new business. I knew I didn't want another nonprofit job. And my mom is actually a virtual assistant. Also, it runs in the family. It does. I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't know if you knew that. Charlie. To be upfront and full disclosure, I have known Stephanie for for a, a couple while. Of years. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I was maybe slightly aware of that, but I didn't realize it was 
that it was the exact same thing that yes. you're doing yes. now. So my mom is a virtual assistant and she started her company about four years ago. And I've known from that, like what she does. I knew she enjoyed it. I knew she was successful at it. And so when I lost my job last summer, I called my mom and just said, hey, talk to me about what you do. Tell me really kind of what the day-to-day looks like, what your business model is, how does it work? Just give me advice. Tell me tell me if this is something that is a good fit for me. And it really was a good fit because I have worked for so long in nonprofits, and especially in my time as an executive director, I have the skills and learned on the job, communications, finance, programming, marketing, operations, all of which are skills that are helpful for small business owners. And I knew that and I decided to just go for it and start to help small business owners with this company. I mean, you started a company by yourself. That's an accomplishment all in its own. I did. <laughs> I started my own company. like, And I learned a lot from that of just what it takes to start a small business. Yeah. And that by itself is insanely educational. And are I already, the skills that I've learned and, and uh, the skills that I have obtained from starting my own business I have already started to use them to help my clients. Uh, so even, you know, the experience of the last 12 months has I've used working with my clients. Considering that you do this work by yourself, have you found that there are certain types of projects that are best to utilize a virtual assistant for, whether it's best for the assistant or for the company that you're helping with? And you also mentioned that you do contract work. So does that mean that you offer consultations? Yes. So I do offer consultations. Um, I offer free 20 to 30 minute consultations with prospective clients to determine if the work they have in mind is a good fit. They can come to me with an idea of a project or a task that they need done. And in that 20 to 30 minute phone call or video call, we can decide if we do want to move forward with a contract. And I'm always upfront with my clients in that if what they're looking for is not in my wheelhouse, I will tell them that and say, you know, that's either something I don't know how to do and I don't know that I would be good at it. So, you know, respectfully find someone else (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, or absolutely, yes, I've done that, you know, whatever it is, you know, yes, I've done that. I have the experience. I'm absolutely comfortable taking that on. And there's also a middle ground of, You know, maybe I haven't done that particular thing, but I have a skill that is transferable or, you know, I am a quick learner. I feel confident I can learn that and all of that, all of those decisions and kind of how we want to move forward is determined in that free consultation, kind of a no risk consultation. I like the transparency there. I think that's something, uh, you know, at least I value you know, a lot, at least the the way I feel like a lot of our generation was raised is just say you can do the thing and then learn it and do it. And it's 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 been a very unhealthy working environment to do it that way. Yes, exactly. And I always remind myself, this is my business. I can decide how I want to run it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't like 
lying (laughs) or not even even lying embellishing embellishing or i'm not really a fake it till you make it kind of person in terms of like you know there's a difference between outright saying absolutely i can do that and having nothing behind that statement but pure ego so actually and i'd love to add something on to what coleman just asked you because you know you talked about you know you started this business. It's it's not just like you picked up an organizer one day and we're like, I'm going to be a virtual assistant. It mm-hmm. was a whole business you had to start. So do you think that's something that you'd be able to help someone with? Like we in Andersonville, we have so many small business owners and we also have so many people that talk to us that look are looking to start a small business or build their small business. So you've done that now. So if someone came to you and said, I I want a consultation or I I'm I want to start a small business, but I don't know how. I mean, that's something you could help them with is get it off the ground too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it would definitely depend on the industry that they are going into. I think a virtual assistant and me in particular would be very valuable in setting up the operations, the organization, getting the licenses in place, setting up, you know, an accounting software, setting up back-end processes and procedures to run the business efficiently, where a virtual assistant may not be as helpful and where maybe some of my experience is limited is some of the ins and outs of retail, for example, or restaurant management. Those are very specific skills and experience that you as the business owner are probably already bringing to the table. And that would be, you know, the contribution to the virtual assistant relationship is you're bringing the experience of your industry. I'm bringing the experience of organization operations efficient procedures, things of those nature. But building a business from the ground up, yes, I've done it. And so I can help someone else do it. It sounds so intimidating. (laughs) It's it does. It really I waffled for a cup well, like I said, I wanted to start a business three years ago. I just didn't know what it was. And even when I was let go last summer and decided to start my own business, It really took me two to three months to just work out in my brain what it was going to be. And then from there, it took another four months to get everything in place. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) And it's it can be overwhelming, but you take it you take it one thing at a time and just get it done. Yeah, yeah. And then I actually wanted to ask you because, you know, we were you just mentioned opening up a restaurant or something, but uh, if someone wanted to open like a, a retail business or what you had mentioned is a little better, but you have a lot of nonprofit experience. And I know you have a lot, some of that comes from theater. I mean, I know you were the executive director of a theater company for a long time. Yes, I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I'm curious about is from my own previous theater experience, you know, theaters work with very small staffs and, uh, you know, a lot of people pick up a lot of jobs around the office. And the main thing that I've seen non not just theaters, but nonprofit organizations do is, uh, outsource their grant writing. So that is something that, uh, 
I know of that nonprofits use a lot, but what else is there in terms of development or fundraising or anything that you can do? Because I know you also have a lot of development experience. Yeah. So the only, but the only thing, if I was working for a theater company, I think is we'll get someone to do our grant writing. But what else is there for you to do since you're not someone that's in the building running the day to day and involved with all of the work that happens in the organization? You know what I mean? Yeah. So as a virtual assistant, I really function best as a support person when it comes to development and fundraising. In my experience, you don't want someone outside of your organization being the face of your fundraising. Yeah. That's speaking in terms of theater, which is my background. You know, the face of your fundraising is the artistic director or the executive director people who are core to the mission of the organization. Where a virtual assistant can be helpful are for tasks like managing a CRM database. What's CRM? Customer Relationship Management Program. Um, It's a database where you keep your donor data, the addresses, their last gift, their biggest gift, their most recent gift, you know, information like that. That's a lot of data to manage. And, you know, a CRM database, you really want someone updating it frequently, keeping it cleaned, keeping your data clean. So when you pull addresses for a mailing, which is something else I could do, (laughs) the information is clean. You have the most up-to-date addresses. Invalid addresses are removed. All of those things are part of database management. And that is a perfect task for a virtual assistant. Similarly, developing campaign communications. It's going to come from the executive director or the artistic director. It's going to have their signature on it. But a virtual assistant, especially someone like me with the background in fundraising and development, can be helpful in overall campaign development. What is the messaging of the campaign? What are What does the donor letter actually say? And then, you know, doing the actual mail merge or working with the print house to get the campaign materials printed. Those are all tasks that a virtual assistant can help with and things that I've done many, many times in my nonprofit (laughs) positions and therefore have, you know, have the experience. But that's limited to sort of that back of the house work. You don't want a virtual assistant, you know, really doing any sort of face-to-face with the donors because we are an independent, I am an independent contractor. That type of fundraising needs to be done by the core people of the organization. You mentioned, you know, organizing all of these names and all these databases. Are you someone who'd also be able to say, give advice or insight to these organizations on on the face-to-face communication, on the reach outs? Because I know that's something that a lot of people, you know, can have trouble with is how do I ask someone for money? You know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Even if you work retail, when you finally tell someone, okay, that's going to be $450, it's, it's, it's weird. It's awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, but is that something just from your experience, even if it's not, you know, an administrative task that you can offer is teaching someone communication in a face-to-face way? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, my experience, especially as an executive director of a theater company, a lot of my time was spent on developing donor relationships, thinking about the strategy behind it. Those are all things that I can offer insight and advice on and totally understand the difficulty of it. I have <laughs> been there many times and you keep doing it and it gets easier and you rely on the relationships that you build. And that's something that I do even with my clients is building a relationship from the ground up or building on a, you know, a, a personal relationship that then turns professional in a client VA position. Fundraising and sales are very similar and it's just about relationships. Hmm. I can imagine that trust that you build through the honesty and what you can do can go a long way in that relationship. Yes, exactly. And the way my services are structured are I work in four hour increments. So you can hire me for four hours. And if after those four hours, you hate me, that's fine. <laughs> no, no one could hate Stephanie. <laughs> you don't it's have impossible. <laughs> you don't have to keep working with me. But that's a very low ask of someone is commit to four hours. And if after those four hours, this is not what you want no hard feelings, we're done, great. And I've had some clients start with four hours that have lasted them a month. They gave me a task that was one hour a week. And they were very upfront and said, you know, we don't know you, we, we're very excited about the prospect of working with you, but let's start slow with this task and grow from there. And that's what we did for about two months. A four-hour contract lasted them about a month, about four weeks. And now they're using about four hours a week instead of four hours a month because that relationship built and we learned how to work with each other. We developed that kind of mutual trust. And that's something that I, again, this is my own business and that's how I want to run it yeah. is that building of that trust slowly and giving the relationship time to develop. Yeah, no, that's great. Since you've been working with small businesses a lot lately, is there anything that you've kind of noticed that is particularly interesting about small business owners or that there's a certain area that they seem to need help in? Are there any insights you've kind of gained from that lately? I've noticed a lot of my clients, especially in the initial consultation calls, don't have necessarily a particular task in mind. They just know that they're drowning and need help. <laughs> and so I am able to talk with them and say, what are really the pressure points? What are the tasks that are weighing on your mind that maybe aren't a huge lift, but added on top of everything else you're doing as a small business owner? become very heavy. And I help them kind of cut through that noise and strategize on what I can take off their plates, what makes sense for me to take off of their plates. In terms of where they need the most help, it really does vary from client to client. Some of my clients, they've just needed me to take care of one or two things to kind of get them over a hump and then, then they're good. 
while others have started to work me into their long-term plans, which is very exciting. But it really does vary from business owner to business owner, client to client. How do you balance if someone's working uh, in you into say long-term plans? I mean, that's essentially, you know, you said you work in four hour increments. That's, and it's better for, obviously good for you to have continuous secured business, but in working long t- long term with someone and then also trying to take on new clients that must be like how do you balance that it is a balancing act and week to week i am analyzing the hours that i have banked i track very closely all of my clients how many hours i've worked how many hours they've purchased how many hours they have left that's something that i'm analyzing at minimum on a week-to-week basis. Each week I send my clients a weekly update. Whether I've done work for them that week or not, they get a weekly email from me that says, here's where we are. And if I, you know, if you've purchased eight hours and I worked three hours last week and two hours this week, you get a weekly report from me that says you have three hours left. If I've worked zero hours for them that week because they haven't given me a project, but they still have two hours banked. Every week they're getting an email from me that says, you have two hours banked. You still have two hours left. Let me know how I can help. Well, and so I want to add something on top of that because this is something I, uh, I'll come back to saying, I think our generation has been one that has been put in a position where we've had to work a lot of part-time jobs. Uh, I don't think that's as unusual anymore (laughs) as my parents may have led me to believe. And, you know, I'm a person where I've also, I've had four or five jobs at a given time and we do it, we figure it out. But one of the hardest things is keeping them all compartmentalized because it's hard to be working on something for project A and not be thinking about project B. Uh, And obviously organization comes into that, but, uh, but I mean, Keeping, you know, uh, I every so often, if I was running myself ragged, I would answer an email for Project B, thinking of things that I had been thinking of for Project A. You know what I mean? I mean, keeping all of these different companies and all of these different industries compartmentalized. I mean, that must be hard, right? It's a challenge, but it's something I'm very good at. I'm going to toot my own horn. (laughs) I'm a very type A person with very good organizational skills. And that's a big reason why I'm doing this is because I know I can manage it. I was very conscious going into starting my own business of keeping it manageable. This is my long-term plan. I plan on running this business for however many years until I can afford to retire. Oh, are we going to retire? Can we retire? Is well, that a thing we can expect to do? It's, um, <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, I've I heard of that too. I, it's, you know. It sounds nice. It's a hope, a dream. That's a thing. <laughs> Castle in the sky. But I have been very strategic in building my company and limiting the projects that I take on. And so I am somewhat selective in what I say yes to. I'm still growing my business, so there is not a lot that I have said no to, but I am always very aware that I am 
the only virtual assistant of Swell Virtual Assistants. And my client load is therefore limited because I am very cognizant of not overworking myself and burning out or losing track of each of my clients. You kind of have to be your own best client. Yes, yes. (laughs) I also, from building my business, I was also very strategic in choosing the software and the programs that I use to run my business. So there are a lot of efficiencies that I put in place before I even told people I was doing this. So getting kind of technical, like I built my website via Squarespace. Squarespace integrates with Google Workspace. And so with one purchase, I got my website, my domain, and my email, plus all of the tools provided by Google Workspace, like the tasks, the calendar, Google Drive. I am, all of it kind of lives in one place in the Google Workspace that integrates with my website. It's wonderful. So if Squarespace is listening, we're always looking for sponsors. (laughs) I mean, Um, I'll be their spokesperson. I love it. That's one thing you can be the spokesperson for. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, it's it was super easy to set up. (laughs) Squarespace. (laughs) And then Zoom, you know, I use Zoom for video calls and and meetings that integrates with my Google calendar. So Mm. that makes it super easy. DocuSign is what I use for my contract agreements. It's all digital. The paper trail is very easy to follow. My clients get a copy of the signed contract immediately. There's a lot that's automated that keeps me organized because I set it up to be automated. (laughs) And then similarly, I use QuickBooks as my accounting software, but it also tracks my time. And so I use that to report to my clients. My time is tracked automatically. All of these programs are important tools that I chose very specifically to help stay organized and be efficient and is a wonderful example of what I could do for a new small business. (laughs) I also, I try to stick to a similar schedule week to week, regardless of what my client work is. I try to stick to a schedule of doing administration and organizational tasks on Mondays and Fridays, and then do client work on Tuesdays through Thursdays. That can change week to week, and flexibility is very important, especially in a position like this where my client work does change and the deadlines change and the number of hours per week do change. But even by setting just a broad outline for my schedule helps as I, as I prioritize what I'm going to get done in any given day. And then finally, client communication is absolutely 100% the most important thing. Mm. With each of my clients, I make sure to talk timelines. I make sure to talk deadlines. All of that is very important to manage their expectations and my schedule. And if they email me with something, you know, they, they know they have four hours they're not quite sure how they want to use it yet. And then I get an email on like a Monday afternoon that says, hey, 
I've got a project. Can you get this done? I take the time to look at my schedule. What else do I have going on? Okay, yes, I can take this on. I can have it done by Thursday. Is that okay? If it's not okay, then I, you know, then we circle back. Okay, when do you need this done? Is this something that I can do for you? That client communication and managing expectations, being totally upfront about what I can do and when I can do it is so important and one of my top priorities. Uh, one thing I've kind of been impressed by, obviously the work-life balance, that's hard enough on its own, but I'm also impressed by the diversity of all the different clients that you work with. Um, I guess it's through the nature of your work. You work with so many different industries and types of businesses. What else do you think kind of helps you to stand out? And if somebody's looking for a virtual assistant, why are you the virtual assistant? So I'm really focused on local businesses. I know virtual is in the name and by nature it is a remote position but i live here in chicago and i am focused on chicago businesses and i think a lot of the small business owners that i want to work with value that value localism and even if i am not in their office i am local they could hire a virtual assistant from the Philippines for like $10 an hour. That's a real thing. And that is fine, but it doesn't feel great to me. And yeah. hiring someone who lives in your community, who contributes local dollars back into the community, to me is a value that I think a lot of small businesses have and is I think can be part of their decision-making process in why they would choose me versus someone halfway across the world who may not be making a livable wage. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's very Andersonville too. You know, it's very, it's. That's why I joined the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Good uh, plug there. <laughs> this is, I'm, it is, it is, it truly is. And I, I think that's, again, just the fact that I'm local, I think, is a defining feature that sets me apart. On top of that, I've touted my organizational skills, which are my greatest strength. <laughs> and to reiterate, you know, what we talked about earlier in terms of building trust, that is so important to me, is that building the relationship, building that trust and is something that I think when clients, they buy their initial four hours and they work with me in those four hours, I, I hope and I think they feel taken care of and know that, okay, I can buy eight more hours or 12 more hours, or let's do four more hours, but just on a consistent basis. I mean, I will say I... Uh sort of snooped your your Google profile and everything. And uh, your reviews are quite good. So thank you. Wow. I'm sure you've had a lot of good feedback uh, from your clients already. Yeah, I think the biggest compliment, if I can call it that, has been the client that started just with one hour a week. Uh, they were 
they were referred by someone I knew, but I did not know them. And so when we first started working together, we were strangers to each other. And I started by doing a weekly newsletter for them about an hour a week. I would go in, pull the con the new content from their website and their blog, compile it into a newsletter and send it out and did that for two months, like I said, and now they are a client that is working me into their long-term plans. And that is so rewarding to me to know that that relationship started off on a good foot because they were referred by someone who knew me, but still grew into something very fruitful and is such a reflection of the work that I've done for them. And I feel very honored that they want to keep working with me. Yeah. I mean, it's refreshing to hear too. I feel like we're bombarded with so much in, in our lives of sign this contract for two years and, you know, uh, pay this much money down for this, this long-term project. And it's, you really do offer an opportunity for people to kind of figure it out as, as you go and yeah. what works best for them. And trust, you know, I, I trust that, process of growing the relationship. It's something that I understand and it's mutual. I don't know, you know, if a client comes to me and I've never met them before, I don't know what it's going to be like working with them. And so it gives us both kind of, you know, a, a safe way to figure it out together. Do you have any tips for anyone that maybe looking to do what you do. Um, I mean, not to promote your competition or anything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you did this all yourself. I know you're, you're, you said your mom is a virtual assistant as well, but you did all this by yourself. So I, I, any anything in particular that you think would be helpful advice to someone who finds this interesting, who may be looking, who may be interested in starting this type of career? Yeah, I think definitely start to ask questions. That's the first thing I did. I knew my mom had done this, but I didn't really know the details. And that was, I think I, my notes from that phone call were like exploratory phone call. And it really was, <laughs> you know, what is your day to day? What does it look like? How, what did you do for this? What did you do for that? And there are so many supportive, wonderful people out there who are happy to answer questions. I'm one of them. So ask questions, learn from the people who are doing what you're doing. I also really relied on the Women's Business Development Center uh. here in Chicago. That is a wonderful resource. They have free workshops. They have free advising available. They have a checklist that I used that was literally how to start a business in Illinois. Oh my gosh. Here's a roadmap. <laughs> Amazing. Um, they are a wonderful resource. And I had monthly advising with them. I started in November and had monthly sessions through April. Wow. And even now I'm doing like every other month advising sessions where it's literally me going to my advisor, my mentor at the Women's Business Development Center and saying, here's how it's going. Here's what's going well. Here's what's not going well. Thoughts. <laughs> Help. <laughs> um, they're a great, they're a great resource. So I definitely recommend 
checking them out. If if you're here in Chicago or in Illinois trying uh, to start a business. And what was the organization again? The Women's Business Development Center. Great. Great. Hey, I mean, Coleman, must, do you have any other th- pressing thoughts for, for Stephanie here? In the spirit of exploratory questions, um, <laughs> you are a virtual assistant. Yes. Um, this is a question I had, and I'm sure some people who don't know what the position entails have as well. I'm assuming most of it is over Zoom or remote, but is there any kind of in-person work that you do? Do you ever go in or meet them face to face or is it completely virtual? Because I'm local, it's able to be hybrid. Okay. So there are clients that I have that I've never met in person. I've only seen them over Zoom Mm. or pick your video calling service here. (laughs) But because I am here in Chicago, I have met a couple of my clients in person and done work with them in person. And for some clients, that works better they like that in-person help. Kind of personal touch. It's a personal touch. Yeah, exactly. And that's another reason why, you know, I'm focusing really on the Chicago businesses is because I want to be able to offer that. And a lot of times what that looks like is maybe meeting in person to have a productive working meeting and then leaving and going and doing the work remotely from my home Mm. office. But I do meet in person and really value that a lot of times. That's good. Also just curious, what type of projects are best to utilize a virtual assistant for? So the way I've set up my services are to work well with two different types of projects. A good example of a short-term project with a long-term benefit would be setting up a customer database, getting the customer data cleaned up and ready to be utilized for marketing. The second type of project that works well for my services are ongoing tasks with lower weekly or monthly requirements. A good example of that is one of my clients hired me to do a weekly newsletter. So once a week, I went in, pulled the content, and sent out the newsletter. Doesn't take a lot of time, but it's one less thing a small business owner or a a nonprofit leader has to think about. Mm -hmm. So uh, two types of projects, short-term projects with long-term benefits or ongoing tasks with lower weekly or monthly hour requirements. Well, Steph... Thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Before we go, do you have any upcoming news our listeners should know about? No. (laughs) (laughs) No news is good news. Yep. Great. Keep up the good work. Thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. Uh, For more information about how you can work with Stephanie, visit her website at www.swellvirtualassistance.com. Thank you for having me. 